you're never going to build wealth and become rich based off of like a raise at a job. Right. Your salary is not going to be the thing that unlocks your unlimited potential when it comes to earning. Your salary is just kind of like a means to maybe start your savings, a means to start investing. It's a means to get to somewhere else or to open up opportunities for you. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. Hello. How how, how is everyone going? Where's my voice? Where's my language? I'm sorry. This is Edward Copeland here. Okay, well, welcome to the Push Podcast. <laughs> if it's your first time listening to us, I swear there's good information here. <laughs> I swear that normally I know how to talk. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's dive in. Do you have a what in the world? Yeah, it just happened. Our <laughs> just heard breaking news that our nephew learned how to say all shit because of someone in this podcast. <laughs> I just don't know that it's me, though. I don't well, understand. He also says, what in the world? Yeah, what in the world? Like 10 times in a, <laughs> in in a four minute span. And he got that from you. <laughs> what in the world? Who says that, though? You're a four year old boy and you just say, what in the world? Like the that, world is shocking you? Yeah, like at this point, nothing should shock you because everything is new or everything shocks you because everything is new. So he's that's why he says what in the world well, yeah. every Because his little world is, is rocked every time something new happens, which is right. probably every single day. So. Okay, well, I have a what in the world. What's your what in the world? Two things. Number one, as you guys know, Jordan, our youngest, she's 16 and a half years old. We like hanging out with her. Yeah, She's we do. the last kid standing and we like hanging out with her. So Eddie tells me last week, hey, I'm going to take you out on a date night on Friday. And I'm like, mm, Friday is kind of the night that I spend with Jordan. But OK, we'll go on a date night. <laughs> then he says, we spend every night with Jordan. <laughs> but go ahead. Then he says, Saturday night, we got invited to a party. And I was like, mm, kind of pushing it. And then he says, oh, and don't forget Monday night or Monday we have a wedding to go to. And I was like, okay, time out. We cannot leave her for three nights out of the week. Like it's just not going to be okay. Right. So that was my what in the world. Like thinking about the fact that our 16 and a half year old, I don't want to leave her home alone. Mm -hmm. Not because we're crazy parents, but because we like hanging out with her. So <laughs> she's also sitting here watching us record this right now. I love you, babe. My second what in the world is the party that you made me go to last night. Made you? Which was a lot of fun. So made shout you. out to the Wongs that hosted their annual Christmas gathering with like 16 couples that seemed to be equally as competitive as us. That was a lot of fun. So the theme this year was Squid Game. If yeah. you guys have not watched Squid Game, Jordan talked us into watching it. She's into all things Korean. And so she made us watch it. Eddie wanted to watch it in English. She wanted us to watch the subtitles. And so we had a, we had to come to an understanding that we would watch it with the English 
yeah. dub over, I yeah. guess. I mean, it takes a lot of work to watch. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind watching like things that are captioned. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that I can't do both. I got to either read it or I'm watching it. And so like to watch a show and in your peripherals, you're watching the actual movie. So you're reading the captions, but then you have to use your peripheral vision, I guess, to kind of see what's going on in the action. Right. That's a lot of work, right? I think in the previous episode, we talked about the fact that Eddie likes to do one thing at a time. So that's right up your alley. No, I did it for you. I didn't. I, you didn't want to sit there and read that. It would have okay. been a totally different experience reading it and then also watching the action. You're just like, okay. Okay. Well, we watched Squid Game. It was actually really good. It gave us a lot of debatable conversation. It was a lot of fun. Right. right. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. So the Wong holiday party with squid game theme last night i just got to tell you it said games are mandatory your presence is not on the invitation and then it said come in a tracksuit green tracksuit vibe like as a contestant type of vibe was the word right yeah so my husband's like we got to get green tracksuits 100 and i'm like "Mm, i don't think we need green tracksuits i think the vibe is like come as matching you're going to be players and maybe we'll do some physical things that was your interpretation yeah, it was. And your interpretation also, was wrong because everyone was in green. Right. Also, I asked you, <laughs> when will you ever wear a tracksuit again like this? And you said, never. <laughs> I've never worn a tracksuit. So I didn't think that we should spend $150 on a green tracksuit just for one party. But hey, whatever. We wind up going to this party and the games were a lot of fun. They were really fun. A well, really, can we really just slow game? down a little bit? I text my wife and I said, hey, I'm going to try to leave work a little early. I'm going to try to get home so we can get to the party on time. And she says, honey, it's a party. You don't want it. That's nerdy to get there on time. <laughs> He's like knocking on the door, like with his backpack. Hi, guys. We're here for the party. It starts in two minutes. Did we make it? And then I literally I saw the text. and I said, but I think I am a little nerdy. Yeah. And so and- I respond and say, I am a nerd. So what? I want to build time. I said, and I don't want to be the first couple at this party, so we're not going to go so we, right at six thirty. So we were the last. Okay, <laughs> we were the, the last okay. couple to get there. We get there, and there's and an order. Of we play parties. a game, okay. and the very first game out of the gates, Janelle and Eddie are winning the game, and they're like, "What? These people just got here, so yeah. they were upset." There was this whole board with the contestants' Polaroid pictures, and then you got stars. You earned points. You didn't die. You just didn't earn points if you lost the game, right? Right, right. So we play several games. It was a lot of fun. You can go to Instagram and check my highlight reel because I put them up there. One game, which was really fun, was funny, was we had to tie a hot dog to your waist and Mm -hmm. it was dangling. And then you had to literally like dangle it into a cup and pick up thumbtacks. It was hilarious. Go watch my stories. (laughs) Kind of inappropriate, but it's a game and you got to do whatever you can to win. Right. So at this point, we're like two points away from winning. There's like maybe two other people that are anywhere near us when it comes to points. And then they say, I kind of gave up because the last game I felt like I was called out inaccurately. (laughs) We had to stand on a square. And if your foot went outside of the square, then you were out. Well, everyone was cheating. And then at the very last minute, the... Wait, who was cheating? You in particular. How? But everybody was cheating because your feet were outside of the line, whatever. I was following the instructions very carefully because I was trying to win. And then all of a sudden at the last minute when one of the, like, John, the judge is coming by, this girl jumps into my square and, like, kind of, you know, like, 
I stepped back just to give her some room because I wasn't expecting it. And he goes, you're out, Janelle. You're out. <laughs> and I was so upset. So then I was like, okay, whatever. Does then, it hurt? Huh? Does it hurt? What? To be a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an idiot. <laughs> I saw your ass cheating so hard on that oh, game. Oh, God. No, you it was didn't. bad. No, so you didn't. thank God you didn't win because it would have been fraud- a fraudulent <laughs> victory. Anyway, so then I just go, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to sit this. Like, that was it. That was the last one. I didn't win. So fine, whatever. So I sit down and we're getting warm by the fire. And then they say, okay, their last game is optional, but it's for bonus five points. And right. Eddie goes, get up. We're playing. Yep. Right. Because either one of us could win. And I go, honey, I don't really want to win. They said the name of it is the wet Tina Turner. I said, I don't want to get wet. It's cold outside. Like, I'm good. And he goes, get up. We're playing. Then he says, okay, then the bonus is not only will you get five points if you play and you win, but if you win, win, you're going to get 10. Okay, fine. So Eddie says, get up. We're playing. We're going to win this. So I, you know, thanks to you, get up. And then they tell us the game. The game is your husband, you have to stand in front of your husband. And I'm telling you, these couples, there's 20 couples in a 16 couples in a row, all the women on one side, all the men on the other side. The men are supposed to take a shot. The women are supposed to toss a cup of water in their face and then slap the shit out of their husbands. Mm. That is my what in the world? Yeah. What kind of game? And so I'm like, wait. I can't slap my husband. You, and I asked you politely. I said, can you use your left hand, please? I've never she slapped a man in my life. <laughs> till till last night. Uh, at your request, mind you. Yeah, and you, you said, you, you better wa- get it, it together. And we better win this. That's what you said to me. <laughs> and so I'm like in shock like that you want me to play this. One, again, I don't want to get wet. Two, the thought of can slapping you across your know- face. Don't say anything. <laughs> The thought of slapping you across your face, I felt so terrible. So then the girl next to me says, just think about all the times he's pissed you off and slapped the shit out of him. And I'm like, whoa, your marriage is in trouble, right? (laughs) And then the girl to my right says the same thing. She's just like all that pent up energy that you have or anger. I was like, I don't actually have any. (laughs) So I was just feeling peer pressured from all of the different angles. Yeah. And then all of a sudden before I knew it, it started and it came to me and I had to slap you. And I didn't even go like hard. It was just the sound that it made. (laughs) So you got to go to my stories and you got to watch that. But that's my what in the world, slapping the shit out of my husband to win a game that we didn't even win. she, She lacked accuracy. Obviously, she was not practiced and slapped me a little bit in the ear. And I was like, <laughs> dang, in the ear? You know, the ear is one of those things that's really sensitive. You hit the ear, it's like, it doesn't matter how hard you hit the well, ear. If you hit the, the ear, girl the ear that won was rightful. You got to go watch my stories because she slapped her husband so hard she fell backwards. And then she immediately went to him to go hug him. But he told her exactly what you told me. Get your head in the game. We got to win this. And they won. Yeah. So, so to lose and get slapped is like a right. <laughs> lose lose for sure. <laughs> like you so get the Copelands slapped were and not you victorious. It's like a slap in the face. No Next year intended. we're coming back and it's ours. So <laughs> yeah, that's sure. my what in the world. Anyways, today we are talking about some business and career tips to help you prosper in the upcoming new year. That's exciting. Yeah. I always love New Year's. What things can you accomplish? And Kind of coming out of the episode that we just released, which was about money, we always have 
really great feedback come in when we mm-hmm. talk about anything money, I think, because people are always trying to earn more money, right? Yeah. And, and can I just say this before we get started? Because this is all for all those people who go, oh, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Oh, that's a waste of time. All those different things. Like, I get where you're going with that, right? Mm-hmm. But right. I will tell you that the new year, I think, I believe, gives you an opportunity to kind of reset, reassess, reflect, and then to recharge for what you're trying to accomplish in the calendar year. I think it's a good excuse to do that. Obviously, you can do that whenever you want. You should probably do it pretty consistently. But I do think that the new year does give you that. It it gives you an opportunity to look at whether it be your business, your career um, with a whole new calendar year. And so I think it's it's always good to do that for the new year. So I know some people go, oh, I don't do New Year's resolutions. And I'm not saying we ha- or you have to do a resolution, but I do think that you need to like listen to this episode and allow it to to kind of set in and so that you can really think about, okay, how do I want to approach this year and, and how do I make sure that 2022 is prosperous? Yeah. And not only do we want to set you up to win and earn, to have a greater earning potential in the new year so you can bring whatever dreams to life you have. But we also, one of the main points of the Push Podcast is that we provide you with a new perspective. And so we're hoping that listening to this podcast will give you some sort of perspective shift. As you said, if you don't believe in setting New Year's resolutions, it's not so much that you have to set a New Year's resolution. It's just that you know kind of where you're going, I think, is, is really what you should always be doing, whether it's New Year. I mean, if that's a new start to a new calendar year and that's a good place to start, then fine. But how could you reshift it to have a different perspective around, oh, all these people, they start these New Year's resolutions and they're going to be done with them by February. Okay, well, what are your goals going to be for the next 12 months then? And how can you stay kind of on track with those? Right. So whether it's in business, you're, we've got a lot of small business owner friends that follow us, or whether you're trying to climb the corporate ladder in a career to earn more money, hopefully we'll give you some good tips on all of those. But can we first just start off with the fact that we're coming from a perspective of being employees and mm-hmm. then also being business owners. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a household that was very much about they had a union mentality. You know, you work hard, you put in your time, you have seniority, so you should be first to get the opportunity. And it wasn't until I started working in the corporate world where I was held accountable to my own individual performance. And if I outperformed my peers, then I was recognized, I was awarded or rewarded appropriately. And then I got to experience both of them in my early 20s. Right. Leading into my 30s, becoming a business owner, I got to experience what it was like to be on the other side of being an employee. So I went from being an employee asking for a raise, trying to earn more money to buy a house or whatever it was as my family was growing to now I am the employer where people are asking me for raises. Yeah. So I think I've been on all different spectrums and all categories. Right. What about you? I never ever worked for a place that had a union. My mom, like growing up, like that was not something that I knew much about. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because like being a competitive person, growing up in sports and, and having a drive, like I don't think that that would have worked for me. Right. Because right? if like if I'm like, I mean, oh, I, I didn't know any 20, better I gotta, when yeah. I was growing up. Right. right. All right. If I got to wait 20 years to grow my career because right. it's based off a of tenure, I would lose my mind right. from a standpoint of just I wanting didn't to learn that drive, until drive. Yeah. I got into sales. Right. And I was like, oh, I do not subscribe to that union <laughs> mentality anymore. Like 
And it's not some people that are for unions are like, well, the union represents you and they will fight for your rights. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. But also it's there to protect you and to protect your job. And so we're going to be talking to you today about, is there really job protection? Is there security if you're working in a job? Yeah. And if this is triggering for some people because they are diehard union folks, mm-hmm. uh, I get it. But I also, we want to introduce a perspective, like Janelle said about the, with the Push podcast. And, and, and it's not for you to dissolve your union or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, it's really to look at from a standpoint of like, if you're trying to be prosperous, if you're trying to build wealth, if you're trying to have a life where you have options, then you are going to have to separate yourself. And I think that from the most part, and I'm not saying we know everything about every single union, but for the most part, like how well you do and how well you perform doesn't necessarily elevate your career. Right. Like you can be stifled, you can be slowed because of the fact that there are tenured and there are things that like you've got to like be somewhere for a long time in order to actually move your career. And I think that that gets in your way of being prosperous. It also gets in your way of being creative to say like, hey, I really want to flourish and thrive in my particular role because you know there's nowhere to shine. Right. There's not really anywhere to go because you got 10 people ahead of you or something like that. So just something to consider. Yeah. So I think that it's interesting because we're heading into 2022 and we're seeing across the United States Wages have increased. We're seeing like increases in inflation and all these different things. So the world is is changing after the pandemic. And now when people think about wanting to make more, they're looking at their employer saying, hey, I want to be paid more because the industry, everything else is getting more expensive. Right. Right. And so we want to tap into that and say, okay, how do you actually get paid more? But at the same time, like where should your mindset be when it comes to pay and when you're working for an organization? Because I think some people rely on merit increases every single year, thinking that that's going to be life changing. But we're here to tell you that that will never change your life. Yeah, you're never going to build wealth and become rich based off of like a raise at a job. Right. Your salary is not going to be the thing that unlocks your unlimited potential when it comes to earning. Your salary is just kind of like a means to maybe start your savings, a means to start investing. It's a means to get to somewhere else or to open up opportunities for you. And so like one of the things I've been focused on lately is like Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great book for you to read by Robert Kiyosaki. If you're trying to, you know, level up when it comes to finances and wealth and just learn about money. And he basically says like jobs are for losers. Like if you're going to have a job then that's great. Use it as a vehicle to get you somewhere else. He says the difference between rich people and poor people is poor people use money to buy and acquire things and rich people use things to build assets, Mm -hmm. right? And so poor people are buying liabilities. Like you want to buy a house that will do nothing but give you a mortgage and then give you more debt. You want Mm -hmm. to buy a nice car because you'll feel successful, but it really just gives you more debt another payment for you to worry about, right? Yeah. And it's almost like if you were to, you know, for people that may have a tough time understanding that because one, not everyone's trying to be rich, right? Some people just want to have options in Mm -hmm. life, right? But at the same time, when you're saying that like this rich person versus a poor person, I think another way of looking at it is some people are seeking security, Mm -hmm. right? And so they seek security in having a good paying job that they don't have to worry about, that they can just show up every day 
and it pays for their living expenses and they can be comfortable. Right. right? And that's stability, but also that won't breed like growth. Yeah, because at the same time, what ends up happening is you start asking more from that job even though your role in that job has not changed. Right. So the alternative to that is I've talked before about my friend John Hensel and his wife, Donna. She's a postal carrier. He worked for me when I worked for Circuit City. He was my inventory manager. I don't think he ever made maybe over $65,000 a year, Mm -hmm. if that. But him and his wife, they invested, they purchased property, they used their money to be really frugal around day-to-day things, which gave them the opportunity to buy and invest with the money that he did earn and she did earn. And then they also traveled the world. So they weren't trying to just buy flashy things. They were using their incomes as a vehicle to get them to freedom, right? financial freedom. And that's good because I think that there, there's a plan. Right. Right. So that's what we're kind of proposing to you is like, if you have a job that you go to and you know, we all want to make more money, but lots of people are going to an employer and saying like, hey, the cost of living is going up. Hey, I'm getting ready to get married and start a family. So I want to earn more. Hey, I want to own a home. And in order for me to purchase a home, I've got to earn more money. What can I do to earn more money? And that's kind of where we want to take the conversation today is there are people that are working that do deserve a raise. Like they do, maybe you're in an industry where the value that you provide was underestimated and now you're, you know, overachieving and that particular industry can absorb to take on more of an expense when it comes to your salary, then you should champion for yourself and your abilities and your activities. But if you're working a job, let's say you're a bank teller and you've been in that position for 20 years and you just keep waiting for an increase. You keep waiting, sitting down, talking to your boss to ask for a salary increase. I want to make more money. I need a raise. That's not going to create wealth for you. You're in a position, you're in a job trying to find security and you've kind of, I don't want to say like overstayed your welcome, but you're in a job <laughs> yeah. that doesn't have a lot of room for expansion or wealth building or you know salary so- expansion. Yeah, and I think But I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it. It's just know that that's your goal. Your goal, if you stay in a position with a company for 20 years, is to be really good at what you do. That's called mastery. That's perfect. Every company, every organization needs employers that want to get to the level of mastery. Yeah, and this is something I think is so important for people to to really hear and listen because this is not a, a devaluation of you as an individual. But this is a perspective you need to understand when it comes to business. And I think you mentioned, and I'll let you get to that, but you mentioned that Robert Kiyosaki says that you got to grow up when you think that being in a role for a certain amount of time will give you more as far as income. Obviously, you get merits, but here's what we were saying is if you're in any role and you say, hey, I'm going to work for McDonald's and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be ringing people up. Well, if you work for McDonald's and you worked there for 20 years in the same position and you're upset because you feel like you should be being paid more, you have to ask yourself this. Is the role that I'm in, is it designed for someone to be there for 20 years, Mm -hmm. right? Or is it kind of an entry-level position for someone to to be in that role to serve what the capacity of what that role entails? And then to outgrow it. Because the role itself, the actual position itself, 
is from an organization is designed to do this particular function at this very particular pay. Right. And because you're there for a longer time doesn't necessarily mean that that role needs to change right. to pay you more. It means that you need to change to grow out of that role to get paid more. So I'll give you an example. And this is a little painful because again, coming from, we worked for a company we were employees. We right. wanted to earn more because we had kids and right. we had a mortgage and we had all of the things and we wanted to pay for dance classes and college and all of that stuff. So we've been employees wanting to earn more. We've also been employees wanting to earn more because of our contribution, mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, my store is outperforming all the stores in the region. Data-driven. Exactly. It's data-driven. This is my performance in comparison to everyone else's. And this is why I'm negotiating an increase, right? right? Then in that same role as leaders for a corporation, we had employees that reported to us and we went through a wave when we worked for Circuit City where we had to literally go to an offsite meeting. We got handed a binder and it had a list of all the employees that we had to go back the next day and let go of. And that was so heartbreaking because we knew these people, right? Yeah. But also the company was saying, hey, we've been looking at our data and we have so many employees that have an immense amount of tenure. And so we have cashiers that are making $32 an hour for being a cashier at Circuit City. We've got to part ways with them. So we're going right. to offer them a severance package and we're going to move on. Why? Because at the time, minimum wage was only $10, $9. Yeah, that, that role, your pay had outpaced the role. Right. And that makes you very vulnerable with any company. And so people, when you listen to this, this is the hard facts of business. But you have to make sure you understand the perspective of a business owner. If you're not a business owner or a corporation of saying, hey, in order for us to stay competitive, we have to make sure one, yeah, we want to make sure we're paying people competitive wages, but we also have to make sure that the roles that we have people and that role's contribution is equitable, right. right? If I'm a cashier and I'm ringing people up, there's nothing wrong with being a cashier. But if a cashier is making $30 an hour, what is that cashier contributing to the organization so that there was a return in that, that well, investment? Well, that's so substantial that right. you're paying them 30, but the new hire that you hired for the holidays is only making nine or $10 Doing an Doing the hour. same job. Right. <laughs> and so that was a really tough time for us because we had relationships with these people. I knew that you were feeding your family with this right. job. But at the same time, like you would be really blind to not see that that makes sense for any business. And I think I know that now having been a business owner, right. right? And so there are certain positions that they only can require or they can only withstand a certain compensation. right? So as much as I love you, as much as you have contributed for five years, as much as you are really talented, as much as you're super helpful and customers love you, if I'm running a small business and it's a bakery, I can only pay you, this business can only afford to absorb a particular rate before we're probably going to have to part ways. If you're trying to grow a family, if you're trying to get married and you want to travel the world, like you have outgrown your position at a small business then. Right. And that means that you need to take ownership to figure out how to earn more. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. And that is like going into the new year, what does your perspective shift need to be about the job that you have? The job that you have can earn you a great living. It can earn you a decent living. But there are always things that you can be doing with the earnings that you're taking from that job that will help set you up to prosper for the rest of the year 
not just waiting to get from raise to raise to raise. Yeah. And one of the things that we want to make sure we try to accomplish in this episode and probably episodes to follow is that when you think about the role you play in any organization, any company, remember this, this is a hard reality, but you are paid based on how difficult or how easy it is to replace you. Right. Right. So when Janelle was talking about being in a, in a corporate role and outperforming you know, your peers and, and you can use data to say, hey, this is what my contribution, this is what my leadership has done. This is what my skill set, my talents have done. And this is why I need to be paid more. You are staying because because of who I am, because of my skills, it's hard to replace or get someone to do what I'm doing. Right. Could it happen? Absolutely. But it would be far more difficult. Right. And so now because of that difficulty, you raise the value of your competitive wage. And now you could actually demand and ask for more money. Right. And on the flip side of that, if you don't distinguish yourself, if there's no differentiating of your skill and you just feel like you should be paid right. more and you can't give the data of how your contribution, then you need to make sure you, you're, you're asking yourself a really good question of saying, should I be asking for this or have I outperformed the role? Mm -hmm. And so- Have I outgrown the role? Have I outgrown the role? And because it's so important because I think what, what people want these days that, that I'm seeing is they're asking for more before they're doing more. They're like, right. pay me more, then I'll start doing more. Mm -hmm. That's just not how the world works. That's not how And it will never works. work that way. And here's the thing. If this is triggering you, then you're the one that we put this episode together for because- we're giving you information and perspectives that took us 40 years in some right. cases to learn. And so we're inviting you, if you have grown up in a union, maybe you've been a teacher your entire life, right? And you're upset because teachers don't earn that much and you know your taxes, you're taxed by the government and whatever the case may be, and you want to earn more. Well, we want to talk to you today about ways to, one, position yourself to not just be at the mercy of your employer or of your career, but to also just figure out ways that you can look at your money going into the new year and ask yourself, am I positioning myself in a way that will help me create wealth or build based off of what right. I earn? Because sometimes it's not about the earnings. It's about what you're doing with the money. Yeah. So, and so you know, this may be a two-part series. It has to be, I think. So let's talk about some keys for success if you are working in a job and you do want to earn more. Yeah. I think the first thing is you got to consider, are you in a job or are you in a career? Mm -hmm. I think that that's important. And if you are in a job, I think it's a mindset, right? Because some people can make a career out of places where you think it's just a job mm -hmm. because they just, they approach it with a certain amount of emotional energy, right? Yeah. And that emotional energy is that it allows them to go above and beyond and not really, hey, I just because I did more, I should be getting more, but I'm doing more because I become more, right? And well, when I, I become more, I become more valuable. Right. And you're trying to purposefully expand your context. Right. My context of the world, my context of my role. Like you're trying, you have this expansion mindset where you're willing to kind of go above and beyond because you want to be above and beyond. You want yeah. to be better. And that's so hard for people to get. Like right. I run into folks and I'm just like, they're like, the idea of doing more, like giving more is absurd to them if they're not getting it first, or, or right? Or if you don't get something in right. return. And then getting them to understand that if you wipe that away, like if you wipe away the fact that you're not going to get anything and that you just need to become more so that you challenge yourself and you you take on challenges and you build different skill sets and you grow different talents, like that 
far more that outweighs whatever wage you'll get. Right. And I think that I think that's something the that mindset. I know I can speak for myself, but I think if you probably say like when we work for companies, like I don't think about what I'm going to get. Yeah. I just want to get better. Yeah. Right. And then if I get better, I know that I can take these skills and they're transferable into anything that I want to do. But the fact that I'm like I'm thinking about. I'm only going to do this. Like I, I think about this. There was a quote in a movie uh, called Boiler Room, and he was talking about work ethic. And he said, most people are pikers. Mm-hmm. You know what a piker is? A piker that is a person that works cheaply. Like they do only just enough, just enough right? And by. they only work to the bell, mm-hmm. right? And they say, I only do this until I'm off and then mm-hmm. I'm done, right? And Or I'm only going to do this. And I, I know what times my breaks are. I'm like, I'm on top of it. But I can't tell you when I first started my career at Best Buy how often I would work through breaks, lunches. I literally got on work there anymore. I could do this. I literally walk up, clock out for lunch, go back and work, mm-hmm. and then clock back in because I didn't want to get behind. Because yeah, because because I want success was on my mind right. for myself, not what I was going to get. I just wanted to get better. Well, it reminds me this piker that we recently came across. We were at a thrifty rental car oh, yeah. trying to be cheap with our rental car. <laughs> There were 32 people in line. You come right off of the airport, right off of the airplane, and now you got to sit and wait in this line. There's two people helping 32 people, and I swear to God, they're going as slow as they humanly can. And so finally, like, I hear this woman say, well, John, I got to take my break. Sorry. And he (laughs) goes... You got to take your break. And everyone in line looked at her like, girl, you can take a break. There's 32 of us, right? And I just, Eddie and I looked at each other and we just kind of shook our head. Like, that's one of those things. I understand that there are laws and compliance and all that stuff. But she was excited to take her phone and just go sit on Instagram for 10 minutes because that's what she did. I watched her. She took her break, went outside, sat down and just sat on a bench and was on Instagram or TikTok or whatever for 10 minutes. And I thought... You could have added so much more value by just like saying, you know what? I don't need it right now because I want to get these people on their way. And I believe that when you work in a job, when you excel every single day, you go to work and you try to outperform and you try to be better than before. One, you're going to learn an insane amount Uh of information that's going to set you up to create new opportunities. Two, you're going to meet people that will see and recognize your work ethic that I am telling you they will recruit you and single-handedly pluck you out of that obscure job and give you an opportunity that will change your life. I know this because I'm speaking from experience. Every single position I have ever held in my corporate career has been because someone has seen me do exceptionally well in the job that I was in and they plucked me out and offered me a better opportunity. And I used to tell that to every one of my employees at the Cake Mamas. I'm not asking you to provide great customer service. I'm actually asking you to be so good that every person that comes in that owns a business or knows someone who's hiring tries to recruit you because you're going to be opening up opportunities for yourself. What employer do you know that would tell you, I don't want you to just be good for me and for the customers that we're serving. I want you to be good so you can open up opportunities for your damn self and get recruited up out of here. Why did I say that? I said that because this is an entry-level position and I cannot afford to have you stay with me for 10 years at customer service at the Cake Mamas and then come to me one day and say, well, I need to make more because I want to buy a new car. I need to make more because I'm starting a family and I want to have a wedding. I need to make more because I want to travel the world. This position 
is not set up to be able to give you pay raises for 10 years. To fit the life that you, you want to have. That you will eventually grow to want. 100%. Even if you're 17 years old today, sometime in 10 years, you will be 27 and you will want to think about your future. This is not the role where I can create that. Now, I will say there are benefits and perks. Like we have a team now. Your job, you know, my employees, our employees, they know their roles. They know that their job is going to have some sort of level of cap, right? But there are so many things that we could be helping and teaching and imparting onto them to help them create wealth, right. to help them generate some sort of side hustle cash flow to where they are making more, not just relying on the job that we provide for them. Right. And I love that. Yeah. And one of the things that hit me is to go back to your story about Circuit City, I remember letting go of those employees because they made over the cap. And I remember saying to myself, like, never again why I lead people just to be good at their job. My goal would be to help them get better at everything in life. Mm -hmm. Because here's where it is. No matter what, if I put forth a thousand percent in this role, in this job, whatever it is, my career, and I take on challenges and I get better. I, all those things, I get to take that with me. So when yeah. the company decides they want to let me go because or go of, out of business, or they go out of business, I take everything I ac accumulated, all the knowledge, all the skills, and I get to take that and I get to put that forth somewhere else. Or maybe in for my own business, I get to use that and I get to leverage those skills. You get to take it with you. Yep. You don't get to take the job with you when you get fired or they let you go or whatever the case may be. And so I'm pleading for those folks that have uttered the words, that's not my job. Oh, no, and I'm not doing that until I get paid more. Mm -hmm. I am pleading with you. You got to change that perspective because it will never be your job. Yep. You will never get that pay if you keep that mindset. I just remember being 20 years old, working my tail off because I, I had a bigger why and outperforming everyone. And getting promoted so quickly simply because I wanted it more yeah. and because I wanted to get better. And I was like asking questions. I was like, I didn't care how much I was getting paid. And you better believe for damn sure that these are the same skills that we're teaching our kids. Like yeah. Jasmine recently started working for Apple, you know, right. and we're telling her like, you got to want it. You got to go in and show them how great you can be with customers. You got to go in and show them that you are taking the initiatives that the company wants you to represent and you're having good connections with your customers, like you have to stand out. Right. That's really how you're going to get not only mindset. through life, <laughs> but that's how you're going to prosper. 100%. And so a couple of key things that we gave you, we said, always do more. Always do more. Never say, that's not my job. Oh, Never. I can't stand it. Makes it makes me sick. I'm going to vomit right now. <laughs> Always <laughs> understand that opportunities are created, right? right? You get to create the opportunities for growth that you're looking for. So stop waiting for an employer to give you a raise. Stop waiting for like, oh, I'll do that next level of work when they put me in that role and give me that position. Just take it because the opportunity is there for you to take, not yeah. just in the current job, but for other people to notice and create more opportunities for you as well. Yeah, and that goes to saying like, when you see opportunities in the in a place you work, right? The opportunity is you create it. And what I mean by that is you say, hey, you go to your boss, whoever it is, and say, I noticed this opportunity. I would like to take ownership of helping to make that mm -hmm. better. Here's some ideas that I have to make this better. And you take the initiative to improve on that. So now you've 
created an opportunity and then you've taken the opportunity because now you're elevating yourself and giving back to this company in a really big way. But you get to learn a skill of taking on this challenge that I think is invaluable. And when I had the cake mamas and people used to say, you know, I'm not getting enough hours. I need to get more hours. I would ask them. So what can you do to add more value to the company then? Mm -hmm. And go home and think about that and then let me know because I'm always open to any suggestions. We would pay for high quality ideas. So let's let's hear it. And I can't tell you how many times people would go home and think about it. And young kids who've never had a job before would come back and say, so I was thinking, what if I ran your social media? Mm. Because I'm really good at social media, love being on Instagram, done. I will give you four extra hours. We'll test it out for the next month and let's see how it goes. To this day, one of the girls that offered to do that still runs my social media and makes way more today than she did before because she created value around a position I didn't even know that I needed, right? And I love that because I I remember like being uh, you know young and saying hey i got a, a kid on the way i need to work more hours i'm willing to do more can i move right. to this position not hey i need more hours can you give me more hours can i'm you like give me a raise i'm well i just i want to give me the opportunity to do more to mm-hmm. contribute more and i'll guarantee I'll you it. i'll earn it and you'll be one me wanting me to work more because of my contribution right that's how meritocracy works. That's how business works. And I know that some people are like, ah, capitalism, but I'm I'm telling you, like, these are the ways that you get opportunities and options in life where you can live a life that you dictate. And I just think that if you're of the school of thought where, you know, you go to school, you get good grades, so that way you can get a good job to land a good salary, that's great. You should do that, but you should also be figuring out what you're going to do when that good salary comes in and how you're going to create more with it, not just continue to, you know, add a bunch of liabilities and bills to your list. That way, before you know it, that good salary is now dwarfed by all of your spending habits. And now you go to your boss and you need more money and you need a higher paying job. The higher paying job you get, the more you're going to pay in taxes, right? So all of the wealthy books that we're reading right now are saying like, that's not the way to create wealth through a high paid job. It's to start a business. It's to be thinking outside of the box. It's to be an investor. It's to do all of these other things, but you're never going to see somebody get rich just off of their salary or their income. Right. And so the key is, is raise your income so that you can do more with your wage so that you can leverage that to actually build work wealth and have your money work for itself. So one of the things too is, is you got to know the game, right? And I think that when you think about wanting to progress in any corporation or any company, any job you're in, if you know the company's big picture goal and what they're trying to accomplish and you have aligned yourself, whether it be your skill set, your talent, or the things that you're working on getting better, you can align yourself around that. And then that makes you a valuable individual because you know the big picture and you're not lost in the day in day task of your job. I see it all the time. People get into a rut of doing what their job is and they lose the perspective of how well the company is doing. How is the company going to grow? What's the next move? And how do you position yourself to be a person that can contribute to that? Yeah, that's good. So now let's kind of shift gears and go to if you have a business, you are a business owner and you're looking to create prosperity in 2022. One of the things that I can just tell you that I've been reading a lot about is just figure out the whole tax situation, right? Mm -hmm. We work with so many small business owners who are newbie small business owners and the thought of maintaining QuickBooks or managing their receipts or just, you know, the basic level of like bookkeeping is 
it's just a thought that you just don't want to think about. And I'm here to tell you like that could be one way that you could prosper immensely in the upcoming year is get with a trained professional accountant and ask them, hey, what are some of the perks for owning and running a business? And how am I looking at this wrong? Mm -hmm. One of those ways is your car can be written off if you're using it for business purposes. Your travel can be written off if you're using it for business purposes. Your continued education, you know, maybe you have invested in Passion to Profit, our eight-week business masterclass. If you did, that is considered ongoing education, which can be written off as a business expense. So I would just challenge you, my number one tip for creating additional income and just, you know, being more prosperous in the new year Really dive into your financials, your taxes, your expenses, your write-offs, and just work this year with a trained professional that knows more than you do. Yeah. And I think that when you find out ways to leverage your business to whether it be grow wealth or just leverage it to, to improve your you know, life, I think that when you, it starts there, knowing the yeah, numbers. For sure. What's your next tip for business prosperity? I think that right now, if you currently have a business, I think you need to go and look and say, is my business designed and built to be scalable? Mm -hmm. uh, is it designed in a way where I can hire more people? Do I have the products that I can train other people to make or develop? Whatever the case may be, that's a huge thing because I think a lot of times people get in to a business and they are the the most skilled individual in their business, mm -hmm. which is going to block them from actually like scaling it. And so I think a lot of times what, what gets lost is that people, their goal from a business is to hopefully have freedom. Mm -hmm. But if you are the only person that could do the work, then you don't give yourself freedom. You're actually just an employee that happens to work for your own company. Yeah. So I second that. I am not here for solopreneurship in 2022. <laughs> it's for the birds. You need to get away from that. You need to hire employees for many reasons, but mostly for expansion. And so yeah. it, you got to figure out a way to free up your capacity you cannot be the doer of all things, the single woman show, because basically you just found yourself another job and right. you're a slave to that job. And that's not going to create any sort of freedom, wealth. You're not going to be happy and it's going to lead you straight to burnout. So definitely second that. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing I would say just to say, hey, if you're looking to have a prosperous year in your business and is you got to improve your network to increase your network. And what I mean by that is when you surround yourself with other business owners, with other people who are trying to do what you're doing, ideas, concepts, thoughts, books, resources, all those things help you build that. The conversations that you have with other business owners is going to elevate your level of thinking to put you in a place where you can actually go, wow, this is a new idea and a concept that I can interject into my business and really see growth. The problem that people have is when entrepreneurship is, is something that people isolate themselves because they're in the grind season or mm -hmm. whatever it may be, or they think that their problems are so unique, no one will understand. Right. We can't tell you how many people that we help, they're only looking for support from people who do the same business as they do, right? right? And, that, and not thinking about the fact that whether you are a mechanic or you own a bakery or you have a plumber, a plumber whatever, like business is business. Right. 
right? And so I think that making sure you open yourself up to being in those kind of communities will help you increase your revenues. Yeah. And obviously we offer tons of programs. So head over to JanelleCopeland.com if you're looking to grow your business. Maybe you are in a job and you had some sort of epiphany today after this podcast episode and you're like, okay, have a job. There's not a lot of room for expansion. What do I do next? Well, start a business. You could start a business just for the sake of write-offs, right? That a lot of financial experts would advise you that everybody should have some sort of business that they have that they can leverage for expenses. So if you want some help on how to start a business or just at least, you know, want to read something on uh, how to get the ball rolling, again, go to JanelleCopeland.com. We've got tons of things over there. There's You could click on a button that says how to start a business and we can give you a printout to just kind of help you out with that. And then I think just like in closing, because people might say, well, you know, God, I want business prosperity. You're telling me expand my network. You're telling me build a business like with other people. That basically means spend more money on labor. That doesn't mean earn. There are a million ways to earn. And that really is going to come through experience and education. And so, yes, we do offer many programs. Yes, we can do another episode that can specifically just talk about growing your business. But I want you to know, like, you got to be in it for the long run. Like, there is always something to learn in business. There's always some sort of market that is shifting or a new way to talk to people, a new way to market to them, a new vehicle, right? Look at TikTok, for example. Mm -hmm. I held off on TikTok for a long time. I still don't like to be on social media very much, but it's also something I've seen many reports where people are taking that and their small businesses are blowing up because they're putting their efforts towards a different vehicle for marketing. So there's always something to consider and that changes literally every month, right? Right. So we have tons of tips, lots of free sources available on JanelleCopeland.com. Listen, if this episode was worthy of your time, if you have been guilty of having a perspective that maybe didn't serve you, or maybe it did serve you up to this point, but now you decided today to try on some new ideas. I want to congratulate you and I want to thank you for being here. Take 30 seconds to leave a review and let us know what you learned from this or slide into our DMs on Instagram and let us know how we can help support you moving forward. We're getting ready to start a new year and we want to win just like I know you want to win. And so we're just trying to find content that will help push you to the next level, friends. Yeah. And I don't think this is the end of this conversation. I think that we're going to, through the year 2022, right? 2022. We are going to be tackling this type of conversation. I think that helping people like see a different perspective, but also giving you kind of the strategies of like how to approach it, what things to to do to improve your career or your business, I think is something that we really want to spend a lot of time on because we know at the end of the day, it's going to produce an increased income, which you then can use and leverage to grow your wealth. Yep. So again, if this episode served you, please let us know that we're on the right track by leaving a review on iTunes. We will see you guys soon in the next episode. And we're super glad to have spent the time with you. Absolutely. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. All right. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. 
review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.